And we're back. It's episode 12 of the pod, episode 2 of season 2. Got a couple things on tap for today. Uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, you know what I love about podcasting? It's literally so easy to just get it started. You, I mean, I have my equipment, I have my arm and my uh, pop filter and my mic, and I, I, uh, I use GarageBand, and I literally, I just always have GarageBand up. All I have to do is start a new project and hit record, and uh, it's, it's just easy, and it's easy content to make. Uh, I also like make YouTube videos and stuff like that, or you know, used to, or my group of friends still do, and uh, used to like edit them, and that's not super hard, but it it does take a lot more work, and I still like to do that, but this is just an easy way to get my content out there, and I'm a fan, and I think it's I enjoy listening to podcasts, and I enjoy doing them, so. I could talk about that forever, or I could just get this fucking thing started. Yeah, this intro's really long I got some feedback from uh, a friend that my intros were a little bit too long. And, uh, you know, fuck you, man. Uh, I can I can do what I want. I actually am probably going to look for something else. I have a couple of, um, like, royalty-free songs, music stuff that I use for, like, intros and outros. And I like them, and I, I think it's cool to have something that's sort of like a signature in that way, but also... I understand uh, it can get like boring or too long or you just want to get into the the content and I get that too. So maybe I'll be in the market for something or I'll create something. GarageBand's cool like that. I could probably create my own my own thing, but we'll see. Uh, when we last spoke last week, we talked about AEW, um, which we do have Fighter Fest coming up. And uh, for free, streaming for free on Bleacher Report Live, June 29th. So that's pretty cool. It's a solid card. Doing like a partnership with CEO, which is like a gaming thing or or something. Um, AEW has so much buzz because it's the shiny new thing. And I just hope they're able to keep the momentum and keep it going because I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, Fighter Fest, people... it's not like a like an actual show. I don't think it's going to drive any... I mean, it's a show, but I don't think it's going to drive any storylines forward or anything. Um, they're doing like... Uh, like the guy who owns CEO, Alex Jabaley, in like a hardcore match with Michael Nakazawa, um, which is just like a gimmicky thing. Apparently, like I trained. I was watching... Uh, Nightmare Family on YouTube, which is Cody's channel, and Homeboy Trains, so I don't know, don't give a shit about that, Um, we got Cody versus Darby Allen on that card, which is going to be pretty sweet, Darby Allen just fucks himself himself up for um, the enjoyment of all of us, and I'm not sure, Cody's not the type of, doesn't have that type of style where he really just like, you know, beats the shit out of people, I think 
with the exception of his match with with uh, uh, Gold Dust, Gold Dustin, um, and even then he didn't really beat the shit out of him. Like it was, so we'll see. Darby Allen, I feel like thrives when he wrestles folks like, uh, you know, Sammy Callahan or some of those more like hardcore guys. He had a cool match with Moxley recently on a some indie card, and uh, Darby was like handcuffed and. They'll probably do some cool stuff in AEW, especially when that hits um, our screens. TNT, October. Um, then we have the Elite, which is Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. That match is probably going to be fucking crazy. Um, like I said, I don't think this is going to thrust forward any storylines or anything like that, but just be a good solid like indie type show be really cool uh john moxley versus joey janela i think is gonna be really cool joey janela really to me is i'm i so i hate deathmatch wrestling i like there's some dudes that do deathmatch wrestling that are you know good but overall i just think that it's not rest like it's just fucking stupid and i'm not a fan of it and joey janela like the reason i i appreciate him is because he can do both he's able to do that deathmatch shit that I just don't really care about or watch, and then also have, like, legit matches. Um, and so him and Moxley are kind of both that way. Uh, Moxley a little more so on the wrestling side to me, uh, but that'll be a really cool match. Um, and then we have a random four-way match. So we have Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MJF. I'm actually really excited for that. I haven't seen a ton of MJF other than uh, his promotion or uh, – uh, not promotions, but promos. And then uh, Jungle Boy, I haven't seen a ton of either, just highlights. So I'm excited to see them. I've obviously seen a ton of Adam Page and Jimmy Havoc. I say obviously as if, yeah, like you would know. <laughs> um, but uh, that's going to be a pretty sweet, sweet match. And then we have Chris Daniels and Shima, two super solid performers. I don't see why that would be anything. And then we have another three-way women's match. And it's uh, Yuka Sakazaki, who I don't know, versus Riho, maybe. I don't know who that is. And Nyla Rose, who we saw at Double or Nothing. Should be fine. Um, And then we have The Best Friends uh, versus SoCal Uncensored versus Private Party. Super pumped for this. So this is... um, Oh, so I like how I say (laughs) this is not going to thrust any storyline stuff forward. But this three-way tag match is actually going to advance the winner's... uh, to all out which is their next like actual pay-per-view um in like the aew world tag title tournament so that's actually super cool uh i'm pretty excited about that private parties folks i haven't seen a ton of either but they look like they do some cool shit so pumped about that and then kylie ray versus leva bates who's old blue pants from nxt with peter avalon because they're doing the librarian thing and that's the card, and I mean, honestly, that's a fucking awesome card for free. Like, super, super smart to do something like this. I think that um, it's going to get a lot more eyes on it, and everyone's so pumped um, for or still riding that wave from Double or Nothing. And this is just a smart move to make it free, get some more eyes on it. Um, and then the next show after that, I think, is another free one. Maybe it's Fight for the Fallen. So it's it's an it's just it's a show. It's not a pay per view. It's another. It's similar, um, but it's for. I guess a portion of the proceeds go to victims of gun violence. So I mean, again, 
taking a stand politically is super cool. Um, I think that's going to garner some more support. So far in that card, we have Brandy Rhodes versus Allie, Kenny Omega versus Shima, which will be sweet, and then Cody and Dustin versus the Young Bucks. So that's July 13th. Um, and then, of course, we have All Out the 31st, which is the, the next big um, pay-per-view, and this is where we crown the first champ. Um, of course, Adam Page versus Chris Jericho. And then also announced for that card is Moxley versus Kenny Omega, which is going to be amazing. So just a lot of big stuff coming up. Um, really, really excited for just everything <laughs> in general. It's a really cool time to be a wrestling fan. Um, haven't watched a lot of New Japan. I don't know what's been going on since the last thing I saw was the um, the Osprey Dragon Kid uh, match. So just there's so much going on. And then on the WWE front, uh, this weekend is uh, Stomping Grounds, which is just like... I always think it's so weird when they call it does it like come up with a new name there was like a string in like 2000 from like 2010 to like 2014 where it was just or maybe 13 they were just calling shows like random things like i don't know i, I just feel weird like bragging rights is is weird and then now it's stomping grounds and there was like gosh off the top of my head i honestly can't figure it or uh think of it and it's probably I probably sound like a fucking idiot but I hate when they take, I guess for me, because like they're, they're old. And I guess at some point there was always a weird name for a show. Um, like the first time they did a no mercy or a unforgiven or a vengeance. I'm sure everyone's like, what? And so, um, to me though, those are like the pay-per-views aside from the big four. And like, I don't know. I just always get weirded out when they name something weird and it's probably just me, but then also the logo for the show is a literal fucking boot. So I just, I don't know. I'm not super into the name, but that shouldn't matter as much. But it does. I'm I'm really <laughs> about that kind of stuff. Uh, I actually will be attending this show live. Uh, got pretty good seats too, so I'll be making the drive to Tacoma um, to watch to watch that live. You know, it's one of those things where WWE has not been on the forefront of my mind lately. Um, so I'm not as excited about this show as I would be for going to an event. However, I I do think it could surprise everyone, including myself, and, and be a solid show. Being there live is, is different. Um, it it's better. So the card though, definitely not something I'm I'm pumped about on paper. Um, I'll kind of run through it. Uh, so we have Daniel Bryan and Rowan, who are the tag team champs versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I'm excited. I'm going to see uh, Debra, but uh, frankly, I you know Heavy Machinery for me, they're entertaining to a degree, but I'm just not. You know that match is kind of whatever. And then Cruiserweight Championship: Tony Nese, Akira Tozawa, and Drew Gulak, Triple Threat. I just. I, Akira Tozawa, to, for me, just has never really landed after his, like, PWG run. Like, when you when he works with the right people, like, his matches in PWG, like I like I just kind of said, was were great when he worked, like, uh, Kevin Steen and... Um, 
I don't know. And then Tony Nese has been someone to me who just, I don't know what it is, man. He's just so generic to me. And I think he's a great athlete and a great wrestler. I just, he doesn't do it for me. So this match, and I, I do appreciate Gulak, but that's another individual where watching Gulak versus Nice, it, it literally bores the shit out of me. But watching Gulak wrestle like a, I don't know, like it, literally anyone else in the Cruiserweight division is, is cool. So it's kind of unfortunate that this is the Cruiserweight match because I'm a big fan of that division and a lot of those guys. I'm sure it'll be a great match, but it's just on paper, it doesn't do it for me. Then we have The New Day, um, Big E and Xavier Woods versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kind of another random little thrown together tag match. I think that'll be cool. I like all four of those guys, so I'm sure it'll be fun, but it just kind of feels like a raw match to me and not a pay-per-view match. Um, and then we have uh, Ricochet and Samoa Joe. Probably most excited for this match out of every match, and um, it'll probably be a fucking squash or just like a five-minute nothing match, which sucks, but uh, United States Championship match, hopefully it's not because I'm pretty excited for this. Ricochet won that that like five-way match on Raw this past week, which was pretty uh, honestly a solid match. Pump for that. That should be good. Um, and then we have... Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I, I love Drew McIntyre. I think Roman Reigns is good, depending on who he's working also. And this match also doesn't do it for me. WrestleMania rematch. You know, whatever. And then we have Bailey versus Alexa Bliss, which just also doesn't do it for me on paper. I just don't care. And then Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans, which is probably what I'm least excited about on this entire card. I just like obviously Becky's awesome but like Lacey Evans she's just I don't I'm not feeling it yet I don't know I think she's done some athletic things but not interested and I take this back so I said that the that match was the what I'm looking forward to the least Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin eh why the fuck is this a thing dude I I was honestly, like, when I bought tickets to this show, I was pretty convinced that we were going to get another Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. And I know AJ is, like, injured now, so that sucks. But, man, this is a bummer for me. I'm not a Baron Corbin. Like, I enjoyed Baron Corbin more uh, before he dressed like an Applebee's waiter. And, honestly, like, that's one of those things where, like, attire or, like, their gear actually makes a difference for me. Uh, They have to be aesthetically pleasing. It's just I've always been like that. And I've always loved when someone looked like a wrestler. And honestly, like, even, like, back when I was younger, like, the Hardy Boys, for example, uh, I just, like, I liked them, but I hated, hated that they wore, like, pants and shirts. And I truthfully, like, in 2009, when Matt Hardy started wearing those tights, like, I was so pumped. Um, That's just me. Uh, And then Baron Corbin is another one of those, like, depending on who he's working with, I you know, and this match could be good. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I just, I on paper, it's just not exciting. Um, and then we have a steel cage match, which I've actually never seen a steel cage match live. So this will be cool. It's just unfortunate that it's Kingston and Ziggler. Again, two guys who individually I like, but when they wrestle each other, I've just seen it. And so it just doesn't excite me. And so overall, uh, in comparison to what AEW has been putting out, um, man, it's just not exciting. So it's cool that I get to go, um, but it's just not, I'm not extremely excited about it. Also, the tagline is, it's time to kick ass and take names. And the logo's a boot. Eh. This is why people hate 
wrestling or they think it's stupid. Uh, but that's okay. Um, is what it is. Um, you know, we got an NXT thing coming up, I think. Oh, maybe not. Oh, no, we don't have one until August. Oh, right. Every other month, there's just one in June. Okay. Um, I don't think I talked about that. If I didn't, that's crazy. Um, I'll touch on it real bri- briefly if I didn't. Um, but NXT TakeOver occurred. Um, it was TakeOver 25. Uh super super good show um we had uh, matt riddle and roger strong beating the f- living shit out of each other um had street profits versus oni lorkin and danny birch versus undisputed era versus forgotten sons in a ladder match that was absolutely crazy and kyle o'reilly got the shit kicked out of him with those ladders velveteen dream and tyler breeze had a pretty good match um baszler and io shirai had an okay match and then adam cole and johnny gargano had another fucking just amazing like half hour crazy match and adam cole um walked out the champ i'm sure i brought that up but if i didn't that's a fucking awesome show and uh as as always i highly highly recommend watching that if you have not other than that, in, in wrestling, I'm just hoping, based on what AEW is putting out, WWE is going to go one of two ways. They're going to go um, super, super stubborn and like, hey, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and, in fact, make it even more ridiculous than it is. Um or they're going to switch some shit up and do some unique stuff. I think the 24-7 title ended up being a better idea than people thought. It's just fun. just adds a layer of like fun stuff that's not super serious. And it gets a lot of guys on TV that normally wouldn't be. So, you know, like all the cruiserweights that they called up that I'm so glad that they did and just don't fucking utilize. Which is like, you have to know that's what's going to happen. Um, and I'm totally like, I get it's wrestling and whatever. Don't take it that seriously, but it is frustrating just cause I would rather see like a Cedric Alexander wrestling Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? And it sounds like a very, like a damn smart mark thing to say, but that's how I feel. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see how things go. I think this year is crazy. And once AEW launches, um, Dude, I mean, on TNT, like, it's going to be real competition, I feel. Um, So, anyway, uh, exciting stuff. Exciting time to be a fan. Exciting time to be, like, a wrestler because there's so many places to go. Uh, And on that note, I think this is the perfect opportunity to transition into some story time. So, I talked about, like, wanting to do a particular format. And I think what I want to start with is... My, my whole idea behind this, other than just me bullshitting, is giving people who are in wrestling school or want to get into it or whatever, just kind of an idea of how things work and just relaying some of my experiences so that you can just have a point of reference maybe. Um, that's sort of the goal. So I wanted to every once in a while focus on a particular thing. And uh, I don't know why this like really – I was going to – so, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't know why this struck me, and uh, that's 
very ironic and also could be considered a pun because today I want to talk about striking in general. Um, it reminded me of a, of a story, and, and I've talked about um, ad nauseum at this point, uh, dudes taking advantage of you and, like, kicking the shit out of you, like, legit kicking you, not just, like, a figure of speech, like, literally kicking with their legs, kicking you in the face and kicking you in the back and in the head and all that shit. And uh, I think I, I want to talk about how you safely... Uh, strike and kind of like the idea behind it and I think there is some some misinformation out there and I just I'd love to relay some of my experiences so uh, learning to strike was something that occurred actually before I was in wrestling school I did air quotes with that Um, before I was like a pro another air quoting thing um I think when you grow up being a professional wrestling like fanatic and just being passionate about it, you you really learn a lot, and you probably have a leg up on folks that just kind of get into it, um, that are casual fans or that get into it because they're an athlete. And so, wrestling in the backyard, um, my friends and I really truly learned how to. Um, safely strike actually so you know you pick up on the leg slapping thing so here's (laughs) in wrestling the noise that occurs when somebody you know kicks you in the face like a super kick let's use that as a point of reference it's generally a leg slap um you literally slap your thigh i'll make the noise like that's literally what you do and you just try to be slick about it and um, a lot of times because it's so quick, people don't really notice and it sounds good and that's that. Um, also, your partner can can time it for you um, and slap their own leg. And so that way people don't see you slapping your leg if they're a little bit you know smartened up. And that's kind of um, ha- how it works. Um, there's also, I mean, there's some crazy elaborate stuff that can also occur, but that's generally what happens um, to get the noise. And... Uh, it being, you know, wrestling in the backyard, that's sort of what you focus on. You just, uh, slap your leg and try not to take someone's head off. And honestly, that's really what it, when you strike, that's sort of what it is. Um, we do some crazy stuff and you just have to really learn your range. And it really is a lot of practice makes perfect because you do connect to a degree. Um, but you don't like, I would completely annihilate someone like in an enziguri, for example, like let's do the old, like old school enziguri. You throw like a, like a, a front kick to the stomach, a toe kick as it's called in the SmackDown games. Someone grabs your foot, you jump up, do like the Owen Hart, um, just classic, just leg up enziguri, which is basically just a kick to the back of the head. And you definitely want to like, you can't just like stop, shy or or you know that's a really easy move to make look bad because in trying not to kill someone your range could be off and so you definitely want to touch them like you want your foot to be on the back of their neck truthfully on an enziguri um and then you want to just slap the shit out of your leg at that time if you want a noise and i think i've experienced both so i've worked with people where i get 
enzigirid and uh you feel it like there's never it's very rare that someone doesn't connect with something because if they don't it usually doesn't look good but like you know you there's a difference between a tap and then just literally kicking someone in their fucking head and like i think that's the problem a lot of guys have is especially when they're not naturally athletic they'll throw strikes and they don't know how to pull them and this is something that like watching like behind the scenes movie stuff is really helpful for and watching like stunt work and watching them like pull a punch that's exactly what it is in in wrestling and like like I was saying some guys who are not athletic can just really fuck you up and just I've been enziguried where someone I mean they literally just full-on kicked me in the back of the head and I mean especially if they're wearing wrestling boots, like that'll knock you out. You know what I mean? Like that's really unsafe. And I think that's really about knowing your limitations as a performer. Um, I think kicking though, for me, because you know, growing up loving like martial arts and like comic book stuff, there's a lot of kicks there. And then being a, you know, an Rob Van Dam fan and who's someone who actually is notoriously stiff with, with kicks. Uh, you sort of learn a little bit. You just do them more, so it's more practice. And, like, you know, Mike, who I've, I've talked about, Mackie, and I, um, we, you know, we would kick, we would do that to each other, like, from the time we were eight years old until, you know, now, really. Um, we would we would fake throwing the kicks, and then you just get better and better at pulling them. Um, some kicks are harder than others, like Drew McIntyre's Claymore kick or, like, Roger Trunk's sick kick. That's one of those ones where you need to make a connection somewhere because if you just throw your leg out at someone and slap your leg, like it's easy for it to look bad. So you want to make a connection, but you want to know your limitations and and think it's like a mind-muscle connection sort of thing. You want to know, you want to have enough restraint in your body to know like, okay, I've made contact, like don't follow through and, and pump through their brain, you know? And... For me, like, just naturally kicks are easier. Like, I can place my leg on something. And frankly, like, if you get your leg up and touch someone and slap your leg, like, regardless of, like, how much force you put into it, it still looks good. So I feel like those are easier, you know? And when you talk about kicks to the body, um, especially, like, like spinal taps is what we used to call them, like, where someone snapmares you over and, like, soccer kicks you in the back. Don't get me wrong. That's a legit, like, someone just kicks you in the fucking back, and it sucks. It's, like, one of the worst things. It hurts so bad. But even then, like, you want to pull it a little bit. You know what I mean? You don't kick them as hard as you can, but you definitely, like, kick them, you know? It makes a good noise. It hurts. It looks good. It looks brutal. Um, and that's sort of uh, how that works. Um, and of course you want to be careful when you're kicking people like in the knees or like drop kicks or similar to like super kicks. You just got to have that mind muscle connection. Um, other strikes like, uh, like forearms, for example, or like, you know, Chris here is a great example, like the rolling elbows. It's very similar. Like you don't take someone's head off with it, but you also have a safer range of um, places to hit. So when you throw that, you're not trying to elbow them in their in their temple. Like it's not a Muay Thai fight. You're not trying to fucking cut someone's face up. Um, there's a spot um, which is like below your jaw, sort of like in your neck. And for the most part, if you brace yourself and someone isn't full force forearming you, um, you're able to kind of take the brunt of that. So whether that's a rolling elbow or what you do strike with your forearm and the meat of your forearm, not your elbow. And, um, you're able to really, um, hit someone pretty hard, like in that neck 
portion and and it looks good it sounds good and it, you can tell it has some impact don't get me wrong it's still stupid to let someone do that to you but it is kind of how it works and you know when Mikey and I used to wrestle each other we would beat the shit out of each other with forearms um in wrestling it's one of those things where technically if you want to go really thinking of the rules of pro wrestling close fist punches are technically illegal so um you know not that's that's not that that's why people do forearms. I think people do forearms because they're easier than throwing a working punch, to be honest, or it just looks better. Um, but that's, you know, forearms are very popular. So you get good at those. Like, it's just, you just try not to knock someone out, honestly. And you just, you do put some force into it. But again, it is a show. It's a performance. You're not trying to end someone's life or send them to the hospital. So you definitely are, are careful. Um, and, and kind of transitioning out of the forearms into the working punches, I think those can be hard because, you know, while it's the same basic idea, you want to pull it, they can look really, really bad. To me, those are way harder than kicks because you can't just, like, plop a, a, an open hand on some – I don't know. Like, it's just – it's harder to do. I think that, you know, you don't make a fist first off um, when you're talking about safety because if you – misjudge your range or whatever um you're gonna punch someone in their face i'm like that just sucks so you don't want to do that you definitely want to not make a fist but not also have an open hand like just you know like a very loose kind of like clawed looking hand and i think it's the same idea like for me when i threw him um i definitely wanted to make a little bit of contact but same with that like that the meat of i'm hitting myself in the neck uh like the meat of the neck part just like the forearms that's sort of where uh where you would strike um and a lot of it too you want to like time that with like a stomp of of the mat which is if you watch that kurt angle he was very very good at that just the timing stomp the mat makes the noise and and a lot of it is just the reaction of your opponent truthfully like if you throw a punch like that it can look like shit if they don't take it well but if they whip their head back like it just it looks good i think that like jerry lawler had a great great working punches um uh, who else? Steve Austin had some weird looking ones, but they were, they, they still looked good. They looked like he was, you know, someone's getting punched in the face. I wrestled with a guy named, uh, Matt Cage, who, um, that was sort of his thing. Um, I never personally wrestled him, but I mean, we, I was on shows with him and he did a lot of working punches and his looked like really, really good. And he would, you know, do the leg slap or with punches, you could do like a, like a middle rib slap to make the noise if you do it quickly. And he did a lot of like tornado punches. And I think his finish even was like a fireman's carrot and he'd throw him kind of like a GTS, but then do the punch instead. And some guys can master that. And some guys literally just will never know how to do it. And that's sort of what wrestling is about. You have to like try things. And if it sucks, like you just don't do it anymore. Um, you have to be able to take that feedback. Um, that's the most important thing. So working punches are super hard, but that's kind of the basic idea. Um, and then, you know, when you get into chops, like you literally are just open-handed slapping someone in their fucking chest. That's all that is. I mean, it's just, there's no way to fake it. Like you just get chopped in the chest. It's crazy to think about letting someone just literally pound your chest with their hand. Um, I feel like that can like stop your heart if you hit it correctly. But, um, same thing with like, you know, slaps or headbutts. Um, that's another one of those things, you know, technically you'd want to like do the, the whole, like, gosh, who, who used to do it? Like the, like the, the big show type headbutt. I think that's really kind of, you know, you, you, you sort of palm their forehead and then you just sort of headbutt your palm or the, the, 
back of your hand, and that's one of those things that looks good, um, but it's but you still have to make a little bit of contact. Um, and with headbutts, though, really people like they they wanted to look good, and even if you know you're you're talking about the guys that aren't like deathmatch guys. Um, and the reason I say that is because deathmatch guys literally are like, yeah, kick me in the face, punch me in the face, like whatever. They don't give a shit. Um, so when you think about headbutts, they of course are like, Hey, I'm going to headbutt. Like literally we're just going to do stiff headbutts. And that's, that's really popular. And it's fucking stupid. If you talk, think about like CTE and brain damage. Um, but guys will do that. And there's a safe way. Like you still do a headbutt. Um, and, and, you know, just a legit one and maybe just pull it a little bit and it makes a noise and it hurts and it looks good. And, you know, I think that people do that all the time. Uh, another thing, like if there's like longer hair with headbutts, you can sort of like headbutt that part of their neck or like their shoulder almost. And it, it, you can't really, it still looks good. Um, but yeah, man, there's a lot, wrestling is so hilarious. If you think about it, like you're just letting somebody assault you and you're just like in spandex in front of people like coming out to like theme, like it's fucking hilarious. Um, it's such a weird thing. Um, and I guess the overarching thing about striking, um, is really just mind muscle connection practice and advice that I would give you would be know your limitations, know when something looks bad or when you can't safely do something and just don't do it. It doesn't matter if you want to do it or if it looks cool, like just don't do it. Like wrestling guys who did these kicks and they just couldn't do them and they would just fucking kick you in the face and just stiff you. Like it's just stupid. Um, I, to me that makes you a bad wrestler. Like you're just, you shouldn't be doing it. Um, there's a reason not everyone does it. It's not for everyone. Um, I'm sure there's people, and I know for a fact, there's there's things that I would love to do. And I could do them, um, but I don't have enough control. Like, for example, uh, like a moonsault. I can do a moonsault. Um, it's not, like I can rotate my body and I could do it, and I could land on someone, and that's great. However, I don't have the, I guess, mind-muscle connection or just like the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, I, I have the athleticism to do it, but I don't have the control to not like injure someone because I can't really aim. Um, oh, coordination. That's what I'm looking for. Fucking what an idiot. Uh, there's that CTE from all those headbutts. Um, I don't have the coordination to know exactly where I'm landing. And I think that's the hardest part. Like I could probably get, you know, land like either on legs or, you know, maybe I'd hit the midsection, but I, there's the potential that I could land sort of on someone's head. Um, and I also have a hard time with my arms on that. Like I always keep my arm tucked and there's, I just, as many times as I try, my arm was always tucked. And so if you imagine backflipping onto someone and your fucking like forearm, like jab, like lands on their face, you're gonna like break their jaw, you know? And I think that that's what, you know, that's part of knowing your limitations. Like just because you can do something doesn't mean you can do it safely. And just because you think it would look cool or you would love to do it, you just shouldn't do it. Like it's unsafe and you're trusting somebody with your body when you're um, wrestling them and you, you have to be able to perform things safely. Um, same thing goes for just straight moves, man. Like you got to know, like if you're five foot nine 
and someone else is six foot four, there's just going to be certain moves that you may do to other folks that you cannot do to them because of their height difference. You know, there was a match where this guy used to do this move where he would um, power bomb, like get someone up on their shoulder, like a Canadian backbreaker rack, you know, sort of like a, like, uh, I don't know how else to say it. You get them up like a power bomb, like a dominator, like Farouk used to do it, right? And Bobby Lashley. And you would sit out with it. So it was just like a sit-out dominator. They're laying between your legs. Well, this guy was probably 5'9 or 5'10, and he did it to Mikey, and Mikey's like 6'3. And so he's simply too tall to do that, at least to do it the way that this guy would do it because he, you know, he'd get him up and then sort of snap him down. And, you know, you trust someone, and they've been a professional for years, and he did it to him. And, like, you could just tell when Mikey was up on his shoulder, like, if he sits out, Mikey's going to literally get just spiked on his head. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And, like, that could end someone's life. Like, that's that's the scary part about, like, indie wrestling. I think that there's just some dudes that just don't understand that. Um, and you can really hurt someone. And, and wrestling really is about knowing your limitations. Like, I did some moves sometimes where I thought they would look good and they look like shit. No one got injured, but just because they look like shit, I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. Um, you know, it's just lessons that you learn along the way, but I think it's better just to err on the side of caution, if nothing else, and just know, like, I can hurt someone if I do this, so I probably shouldn't do this. I don't know. Common sense, it's not that common, unfortunately, but that's, that would be sort of the advice. Um, and I think striking, you know, particularly, like, with like actual moves, like someone has to let you do it. Like if you're going to give someone a brain buster, like they got to jump up for you for that suplex lift, whatever with a strike, you can kind of do that to anyone and really hurt someone if they're not expecting it. So that's even more important that, you know, your limitations, you practice, you know, make sure you're working out in the ring beforehand and like practicing it over and over and over and over. So, you know, you have the control and you know, you're not going to kill someone. Like, accidents happen, but accidents don't have to happen uh, as often as they do if you just know your limitations and if you're just realistic with yourself. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think the perfect example of that is that moonsault, that thing that I just talked about. Like, I could do it, but I, I just wouldn't do it because I know that I would hurt someone or, um, you know, I, it would look bad. Like, I don't know. Like you just have to know your limitations, especially if wrestling's the first athletic thing that you've really done, man, you, you, it's going to take some time to get that mind muscle connection and that body control. Um, that's why I think gymnasts make very good wrestlers. They just know their bodies so well. And man, looking back, like, I wish I would have done that if I was a kid. Like, it's so dumb when you're a kid and you just, think that things like that are so like a feminine and it's just like that could legitimately like in life just be an asset to you to just know how to control your body that much and for wrestling that's great that's that's how you become a uh, a ricochet you know um but yeah that's my rant that's sort of i guess the outline of striking i'd love feedback on that like was that helpful was that interesting was that stupid like whatever it is i th- i think I would love to hear, um, either way. It's a interesting idea. Uh, I like to break down things like that. Striking sort of easy because there is one 
real message there. But I felt like giving away some secrets was also interesting. Like if you're in wrestling school, I'm sure you're learning this, but you know, if you just want to kind of a leg up, like that's sort of my experience with it. And I've told enough stories about me getting injured and hurt uh, via strike. Although there was so just, you have to expect, you know, some level of impact and some, you know, you're going to have a headache every now and then. And like, there were like, when you trust someone, like that's when you're like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to lay this in. Like you lay your shit in. And like, I just remember Mikey and I wrestling each other in Memphis, Tennessee. And I, his finish at the time was the, uh, the fatality super kick, which is literally just like the grounded super kick, which from like 2012 ish to 2015 was everyone's finisher. It was super popular and Mikey was no exception to that. And, uh, he, you know, drop me down to my knees and then goes and, and does the grounded super kick. And like, he's like, oh, I'm just going to kick you as hard as I can. And I literally had a footprint, like Mark bruise footprint shaped bruise, like from my jaw, like all the way down my neck. And, uh, it's funny. Cause like, I don't recall that really hurting that bad, but it looked really bad. And then there's other times where I've taken just like someone's just given me like a small, like a back elbow and they like misjudged and sort of like, um, like elbowed me in the eye a little bit. And I just, it was such bad, like pain, you know, or even like when I broke my nose, like that was basically just a weird, like hammer fist type maneuver with like a limp arm. Like the homeboy's arm was like limp and he just like, kind of like smacked it on the bridge of my nose and just shattered my nose. And Mikey full force pulling back and kicking the shit out of my neck and jaw was fine. So I just think there's a difference between accidents and like being able to brace yourself for it and knowing it's coming and knowing the safe spot to hit someone and just accidentally injuring someone. And that's sort of a great lesson for just wrestling in general. You just have to be safe. For this week, I think that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, no real huge breaking news as far as um, wrestling goes. On the wrestling toy front, something I want to end with is kind of sad. Mattel, who's been making WWE action figures, the elites and the basics and the, the retros and stuff from 2009 until present day, there's been some rumors that Mattel might be going out of business, which is crazy. That toy company has been around for so long, like forever. Um, so that's kind of scary. I don't know enough about the toy industry to know if they did go out of business, like who would make the WWE action figures. I think that Mattel has done a crazy job with like detail personally, just because I'm, I'm live for nostalgia because life, uh, as an adult is just a dark abyss. Um, it, I think that I prefer Jax and I know people like talk shit about Jax specific, but that's just like my childhood. So I'm super into the Jax figures, um, and like the deluxe aggression specifically, but Mattel definitely makes the most like beautiful, like detailed, great, like for display figures. And that's why I have them. I have all the elite collection stuff. Um, 
So it's kind of sad that they would, you know, potentially be going out of business. Toy nerds everywhere losing their goddamn minds. Um, but yeah, so that's just some like news. And if you heard it here first, like I'm just trying to get ahead of some shit. Um, cause we do talk about wrestling figures on here every once in a while. I'm sure. That'll be on the major wrestling figure podcast soon. Um, other than that, like I said, I'd love some feedback on what you thought of the the kind of the tips for striking. Um, I do have a few stories in my back pocket that uh, I'm, I'm kind of saving, um, specifically about some promotions and some people at those promotions and just some more like tips for survival as a young man. As, a, as, a, as my trainer used to say, I was just a boy in a man's business. Uh, and... Uh, Follow me on Twitter, at SpandexPod. Uh, I need fucking followers, guys. If you're listening to this and you're not following me on Twitter, what the fuck? You know? Um, support indie wrestling. Support your local charity. <laughs> I don't know. I'm losing my fucking mind, guys. Anyway, I'm going to go watch Stomping Grounds. I'll review it. I'll talk about my live experience on next week's podcast um, and discuss how that went. Give you some updates. Oh, maybe I'll talk about gear being made. That's a big one, too. Uh, if you enjoyed this week, let me know. think this week fucking sucked. Let me know. And at this point, I'm just rambling because I've been trying to make all my podcasts for like 50 minutes or so. And uh, I'm done at 45. So why would I just ramble and waste your time? Uh, thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for taking the rocket ship to Sector 8 to the spandex planet where everyone's in spandex. Uh, thanks for taking a tour into my solar system of oiled up dudes. I don't fucking know, dude. One day I'm going to create something or somebody will give me something and I'll give you a ton of credit. Other than that, from spandex planet, this has been... Me.